Hello, welcome to the first edition of the Variable Funk Podcast with Devin and Alex. But uh, people call me Scale, so let's go with that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get confusing when I <laughs> say Scale or Skelly along the way, if that happens. So you're like, wait, I thought it was Alex. I mean, it is, but not to me. So ah. get over it. And so many Barrel others. Funk, we, uh, it's going to be a nice, this is the first one, so we're going to give you a nice little intro of what we do. Well, first of all, we are going to name each episode, besides the topic, of course, there's going to be a topic, um, mainly around music, hence the Barrel of Funk, so a barrel of a bunch of different things. Um, so we're, our, the title of the episode, that's what I was getting at, rather. So we have like an inside joke between each other where we come up with crazy ridiculous names just the most outlandish thing we can think of exactly so and in the first well being in the realm of possibility yeah and they're just like fun usually they're they're probably names of people or just something that's really ridiculous name for a person that probably doesn't exist kind of along the lines of uh if anybody's seen the key and peel football skit you'll know what i'm talking about if you haven't look that up (laughs) um it's very good and the first episode's title is Ned Schneebly, which, if you're probably familiar with, we didn't come up with that one, so it's more of a homage to who did come up with it, the people of School of Rock, that awesome movie with Jack Black. It's oh, just a funny name, so Ned Schneebly, and an awesome movie. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get started. So uh, the, the Ned Schneebly topic has nothing to do, also none of the names have anything to do with what we're talking about. It's just... yeah. Oh yeah, they're just going to be totally random. Exactly. Um, we're doing our, um, a lot of this is opinion based, of course, because we're not experts in anything. And even then experts by, by any means, yeah, we're literally just two jamokes talking. So hopefully you enjoy, enjoy to listening to the music that we listen to. Exactly. And you, this'll, this is a good, our first topic is our top three musicians at each of the four, like bass, like categories, I guess, where it's like vocalists, guitarists, bassists. And drummers. So this will kind of give you an idea what our core values are of music, if that makes any sense to anybody. So we could start off. We're going to start off with vocalists, and I'm going to let Skell go first. And also, we're not doing any particular order. We're not doing, like, our top three as in, like, this is number one or two or three. It's just because Correct. it's possible. You're going to find that's going to be impossible. <laughs> and I'm you sure, just, we cannot. Exactly. And I'm sure it's impossible for everybody else. As well, when it comes to music, whether it's songs, albums, etc. So, kick us off. Give me, uh, let's start going with your top All right. vocalist, buddy. So, uh, this will be very indicative of uh, what my favorite bands are. So, number one, we have, uh, this isn't in order, I just have him listed first. Listed first, not ranked first. Fair, fair enough. Chester Bennington. I really think that his range is just phenomenal. If you listen to his cover of, uh, what was it, Rolling in the Thunder? Is that the name of it? Um, Rolling in the Deep? Rolling in the Deep, the uh, Yeah, there we go. Tune. There we go. Yes, yes, yeah, nice. yes. That's a perfect song for Oh, it is phenomenal. Exactly. Or uh, The Messenger oh. on, on Thousand Suns. Phenomenal underrated album too because not a lot of oh, yeah. fans were a big fan of that album no because you went from from meteora and hybrid theory to minutes to midnight and everyone was like oh what the hell's minutes to midnight this is disgusting we're and then you follow it up with oh yeah ab- absolutely 
because that that album is phenomenal. <laughs> I don't understand. Like it, it bought. It almost like offended me that people, like hardcore Linkin Park fans, were like, "What is Minutes to Midnight?" Minutes to Midnight. Excuse me. Um, I was like, "What do you mean? What is it? It's good. That's what it is." It's just uh Yeah, it's phenomenal. unfortunate, but that's everybody's opinions, and we're spewing our yep. own. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> They're just as valid. But um. So continuing on with his vocal range, Paper Cuts, if you think to that song with just, or like crawling, just screaming, and then you have songs where he's lightly singing immediately after, and for example, Numb, where he's uh, screaming to uh, melodic singing. Yeah, which is, which is ridiculous. Not easy to do whatsoever. That is not an easy task. When he does scream, it almost feels like it's hurting. Like it, like yeah, it yeah. It's not a to... scream like like the cliche screamo. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's like a, but you're, a yell belting, almost, and an angst. Like, yeah, and it's more <laughs> than just a, exactly, and it's more than just a, him singing. He's like really, you can feel the emotion in his voice. Yeah, and then exactly. going from that to melodic, like smoother singing, like no immediately can do that without cracking the voice if i did it i'd hurt myself somehow (laughs) that's why i'm not a singer nor famous um but yeah no um i don't have chester on my list but he could easily like you can make i'm sure we can make like 20 different top three lists and that's obviously going to be the point of this whole oh yeah episode but we we had to break it down i mean i remember when we brought this up to each other a few years ago it was like, all right, we gotta pick a number, so it's like, so it forces us to think, and like, mm-hmm. if you had to pick three guys in your top, and it doesn't need to be in order, like we said, these are your three, and as your friend, obviously I know Linkin Park is your favorite band, if you had Correct. to pick one, so obviously you're gonna put Chester on there, and I, <laughs> if they're not your favorite band, I'm sure someone who's a fan of music, you can note Chester is is a top dog. When it comes to vocalists. Absolutely. Rest in peace. Uh, Moving on to number two on my list. Again, not ranked. Is uh, Dave Matthews. Nice. And that's where we share. That's our first shared one. But keep going. Yes. Because Dave, honestly, do you really even need to like say anything for him? (laughs) He's just phenomenal. Because a lot of people can't stand him. I, I, I don't believe them. I don't believe they they are real. <laughs> They're I, fake people. They <laughs> they don't enjoy music. If you find that find that annoying, it's like in the same way that like Blink One Eighty Two, like people find them annoying. Like, come on! Like, like, first of all, that's their no. style of music. Yeah, you might not prefer that, which is perfectly okay. But saying. I hate when people argue and they're just like, oh, I don't like Dave Matthews or I don't like Blink-182 or whatever because that's bad. They sound bad. I hate it. But then that's not – then stop talking. You're invalid now. Um, exactly. Because I mean, if you think you're like talented. so damn lucky, just the that beautiful just like melodicness of his voice in it. Oh, damn. I'm not even going to try to butcher it. I'm not, <laughs> not going to attempt that. Yeah. And it's you- – it's just uh, his range going back to range. I mean, that's really going to yes. be the big thing with all these vocalists. His range is nuts because I know, and I, re- I remember I was listening to a, I don't know if it was him talking in an interview or something, but he's, his dad, when his dad was still alive, his dad died when he was like nine or something. He was very young very and he was even singing as a kid. Yes. 
kid Dave is a lot different than grown-up Dave that we're all <laughs> used to. Obviously, the most I don't think anyone has heard him sing as a kid besides his family. So I'm talking about his dad. Said mm-hmm. he's like you sing so well that you you can sing well out of key, and that's and I think that's what gets people is like you know he gets that like he and that's not, <laughs> not even close. Like ants marching is perfect. Like the the early stuff, he's got that very like it almost sounds like it's cracking, but that's kind of yes. a bad term for it. But but he can do that, and then he can do something like so damn lucky. Where it's mm-hmm. like just smooth, and he can belt too. I think people understand. Oh, he's got absolutely. a beautiful voice. I, I, and you can really hear unique. that in live tracks. Oh yeah, the live tracks you really get a feel for the bellow because it's just like he's in the middle of of like a thirty song <laughs> track yeah. list that he's doing, and he's just given every ounce of effort he has into every song. Yeah, which is all, and that's you just have to appreciate. Excuse me, appreciate that even more, is that he's. He's doing these long three plus hour shows and he's still like the voice sounds great. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's moments where it's there's a little hiccup here and there, but like who cares because they're number one, they're jamming. The whole band is just crescendo <laughs> jamming, which is every one of them is playing an instrument at a very high, high level. level. Yeah. So that's like you can not like the band because you don't like that style of music or um or whatever the sound, but you have to appreciate that these guys are unbelievable musicians absolutely Un, just some of them are a little unparalleled we'll get into that here yeah we're gonna get that <laughs> covered that will more than be covered i'm mean, already covering yes. dave's voice right now which i think doesn't get a lot of credit in the in the music world mm-hmm. um i mean especially now i mean his prime is over with but they could still jam and we can definitely attest to that because we've seen them live which is an unreal experience and i recommend that to anyone if oh you like absolutely. live music that is the pinnacle band one of the pinnacle <laughs> bands for li- like that's literally their essence is live playing that's like how they started and how they got famous really i'm sure most bands do that but like they have that unique story of going at frat houses and telling people to record and blah, blah. we will probably cover that in a later episode so i don't want to yeah, yeah. We'll, we won't course. spoil it, but we'll uh, we're definitely gonna get into that. But yeah, I mean, you can tell. But already, we love Dave and yes. DMB. So I don't like <laughs> that. I'm sorry. Very if much you so. do, I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's got a nut. So yeah, next one. <laughs> so moving on now, we have James Maynard Keenan. This man has Maynard such James ooh. Keenan, I think. Right? Isn't oh, God. it Maynard? Oh, right? God. Yes. All right, so go. I'm just going to repeat that. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it James Maynard Keenan. I read it off my thingamajig. So is the three names get confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Next, I have Maynard James Keenan, who has an absolute range like no other, because if you just like take the entire range of music and you just point to a different album... It has a completely different sound to it, to his voice. I it is, agree more, dude. It goes from something so raw, like like one of their first albums, what, Opium? Or uh, Opiate? Opiate. Uh, it's very thrashy type yes, style. And yes. It's more raw punk metal thrash vibe. And then you have 
like 10,000 days where it's extremely dis uh I wouldn't say distorted but I wouldn't even know um how to describe it to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know the only way I can describe his voice synthesized. Yeah, is it's like another instrument. Correct. It's it's not even meant to be like, oh, let's listen to lyrics here. It's like let's listen to this man the make sound. a sound with let's listen to him use his vocal cords as an instrument. Yes. It, Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I couldn't have said it honestly better myself. And you know what? And this this was tough for my list because I was gonna put him in the top three, but I ended up I didn't. But he's in my honorable mentions, so don't. Mm -hmm. worry. And I could make a new list and put Chester and Keenan on there, <laughs> both of which are on my honorable mentions. But we're gonna get there at the very end. But yeah, I mean he's I mean Tool. I mean, this is, we're going to give everybody an idea. By the end of this, they're going to know where the core of our musical tastes come from. And mind you, this is just a portion of it. I like to think we have a pretty eclectic mix of music that we do enjoy, but this is like the base of it. Correct, yes. And we share pretty much most of this. I'm sure there's names that, that are on our list and our men honorable mention list that we all have the same. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be like probably same, like, a lot five, of overlap. Bands. Yeah, plenty of overlap. All right, give me, give me the third. That was the third. Oh, that was the third. Wow, I'm I gotta pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we share Dave. Dave was our one that we shared, and we just went into that, and that's a whole rabbit hole that we kind of went down a little bit, but it can that could be a whole. Yeah, we episodes. we put a nice pause to I'm that. I'm not gonna go back into him. As much as I want to. Mm -hmm. So I'll give... And I know people are going to complain that I put both of these guys on. Because I'm sure somebody... People complain about anything, so... They're kind of similar in a way. But I got Eddie Vedder, which is just one Very guy. nice. Very nice. Just, he's a goat. Um, I mean, his voice... I, I don't even... It's just like I want him to read me a bedtime story. Just like even when he talks... If you hear him talk, you're like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> put me to sleep, Eddie, please. I right, Pearl Jam, I mean, no. It's just, it's unbelievable. The the range he has and, and the way he can belt, belt better than anybody, with the exception maybe to the other guy I have on my list, but I'll get there. I think and I have an idea who that is. Yeah, <laughs> same, same era of guys in the grunge era. But he's still doing it today. Eddie's still Same doing grunge it today with, with Pearl Jam. and It's just unbelievable. And the growl. I mean, he pretty much started his own, like, like niche or niche, however way you want to pronounce that. Um, of yeah, sound. He, uh... He's got his own sound. People try to replicate. I know that a lot of people and critics accused of STP, Stone Temple Pilots, of like, oh, they're just trying to copy Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. Scott Whelan's trying to copy Eddie Vedder, but I disagree with that because I like... I We can do a whole episode on grunge and how I think each of the main, like the famous, the five famous grunge bands have their own unique sound. Um, so I won't accuse anybody of copying anybody because I love them all. <laughs> Eddie's got that all like he's like tra it's like he's got a trademark like you know immediately same with all the guys on the list uh, that mm -hmm. we have it's just like you know you hear it immediately and you're like Eddie Vedder Pearl Jam yep. or or it's his solo stuff whatever uh, and then the other guy I have is uh, the late great Chris Cornell which 
still hurts me till this day. Same with Chester as well. That and also because Chester yeah. did he sadly took his own life on Chris Cornell's birthday. So it was just like, hey, yep, everyone else get extra sad. <laughs> um, unfortunately, but Chris, uh, he's like the modern day Robert Plant from Zeppelin, dude. I mean, he's yeah. oh yeah, oozy, soulful, but he can belt and he can scream. These sound gardens had, I mean, they started out with like a, like a metal vibe almost, then grunge shift, still metally, and then he does his own stuff, and he's done everything. He had that whole album with, oh, I forget his name. I don't know if it's Yellow Wolf or, it's not Yellow Wolf. It's one of those guys. I don't know if it's Tech Not. It's somebody like that. And I'm oh yes, sad I'm butchering it. Yes, the Scream. Yes. That album Scream, which is pretty good. Um, because he showed how he can shift gears and still do mm-hmm. it well, at least in my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. And and just what a and also to go back on all these guys because most of these guys were lyricists as well. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The writing is unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. I can't even begin to fathom and talk about the the writing <laughs> of these guys. And I like when bands um, write about like meaningful stuff or social justice going on and whatever it may be i love that because it always resonates a little bit more i feel Mm -hmm. like for me at least i don't know about yourself actually i do know about oh absolutely but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that that's uh that's that's my three vocalists right there all righty can uh, shift it over to guitarist now lay it on me hold and I think um, we're definitely going to oh. have some overlap here. Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, again, disclaimer, <laughs> no rank. We got Jimi Hendrix. Same. This, oh, is, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> it's an absolute no-brainer. He is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time without, without competition besides maybe the next one on my list. But... Really? Yeah. He, if if you had to pick, I think this he's the man the made his argument. I think you can make yeah. him the goat, and I'm not really gonna argue with you. And <laughs> I agree that I wholeheartedly. The man would make his guitar speak. <laughs> and for that, the like, time he was doing it too, like yeah, way ahead. Of, it like, was his sound way felt, like, ahead of that. Twenty years later, that sound was like mainstream. Mm-hmm. So it was like what? I mean, he even got Eric Clapton to be like, "What? I can't!" Like he was so pissed. <laughs> wasn't yeah. able to replicate. He's like, "What the hell?" And that's when you know because you could talk about Eric Clapton being the goat as well. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to number two, Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks so, for itself. Uh, Eric Clapton, I think, really just kind of we kind of touched on it there. He's really just like the second best, <laughs> just number goat number two. He's. Yeah. Uh, he's the Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan. I <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect, perfect comparison. And and he, how great he is is that he's like never really had like his own like band. I mean, he has, but it's like you just know him as Eric Clapton. Not that mm-hmm. we don't know Jimi Hendrix as Jimi Hendrix, right. but it's the Jimi Hendrix Experience, awesome badass band that kicked ass. Yeah, so, especially for the time. Um, and started kind of helped pioneer the whole psychedelic movement. But Eric Clapton, though, I mean, Eric Clapton, part of the first supergroup, uh, officially. Yeah. 
Scream was a phenomenal group. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, and, unparalleled. Oh, yeah. As far as supergroups go, they're cream of the crop. And then number two, another guitarist from another supergroup, a uh, couple supergroups, Amarello. Oh, yeah. We share, so we share, I'll say it now, Jimi Hendrix and, um, and Morello. And we were very fortunate enough to see him live. Yep. We saw him live and we got to see the man play with his tongue. <laughs> like uh, that was, was good. just and awesome. And it was really good. Like, yeah. I, I knew, like we knew going into that concert, um, that he was really good and he's one of the best. But I think after that concert, that like, like I didn't think he was that good. <laughs> yeah, because then you he's, saw him in person oh. and you really just heard it shred, oh. rather than like through a studio, like with like mastering and like cleaning up and stuff. Like, nope, it didn't take much nope, when they were in that studio. That's what it because sounds like. That was really crisp and really good. And his and his own, he's got his own unique sound. No one is even remotely like Tom Morello. Not even close. Correct. I love it, and just. Just from like Rage Against the Machine and uh, Audio Slave, just oh, those God. those two bands alone are two of my favorite bands. Same. <laughs> and on top of that, it's in part because of Tom Morello and his and it's his ability to, to, to play the guitar to just such a beautiful level where it's just you could just do whatever you want with it. He's like a modern day Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, exactly. Because he and he does a great job of like infusing totally different genres together and make it work and make mm-hmm. it work like awesomely <laughs> like just really well it's so uh, the, the how he gets like a hip hoppy um funk vibe and then combines it with metal like you'd think that never would ever work and then you listen to rage against the machine and you're like this is awesome this is <laughs> b- beautiful this is just I'm ready to run through a wall. Exactly. I mean, we can go on. I mean, there's obviously we can go on about each band we even mentioned, not even just the solo guys that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all right. So we share we share two. So I won't go back into Hendrix or Tom Morello. I mean, that speaks for yourself there. So this is where I gave a little love to somebody who I feel like is very underrated and doesn't get a lot of love. Okay. Uh, but he's a killer guitarist and i'm gonna say alex lifeson from rush oh okay because okay i mean rush is one of my core bands i remember my dad got me uh their greatest hits, hits album a cd <laughs> that's how mm. old we are just kidding we're not that old um we are not very old we are not <laughs> but we we appreciate old technology we do we we do and um hey that's how we drove around in my the mustang listening to a uh, bunch of cds <laughs> because that's the only way oh, we're we able should... to listen to our own stuff. Pause. We should definitely do like uh, uh, an episode on that. Oh, hundred percent. I um, I would agree on, more. Like Devin Center Console. <laughs> that that's perfect. That's the <laughs> like that's... that's the next episode we can uh, <laughs> add to that list of our episodes. Um, perfect. and where was I? We have oh Alex Lifeson. So. Yes. Yeah, Rush. I mean, he's killer. I mean, listen to the song Working Man. That riff is badass. It's awesome. <laughs> For a band that was considered nerdy at the time, listen to that song. <laughs> You're right. nerdy by any means. Um, and he's just got a new... He did a lot of innovating. I mean, that whole band. I mean, it's kind of hard when you... And that's why you forget about Alex Lifeson, because you're stuck with Neil Peart, who's 
arguably the, gr- the goat oh, uh, for yeah. drums. Um, and no one's actually no one's really gonna argue that, so I'm not gonna argue. But we we'll get into our drummers later, of course. Um, and then Getty Lee, who's just like a fan favorite, he's Getty Lee, bassist, mm-hmm. and keyboard, and he's and he's the singer of Rush, which is awesome. But Alex, I mean, he's just got. I just feel like he gets overlooked because he's with. The other surrounded two. by and those it's just two. rush and when you talk about rush you just it's that's it it's the band because it's only three dudes that made an unbelievable sound mm-hmm. and obviously we can go on and on about them so that's guitarist now let's get uh let's get to the the forgotten guy i feel like it's always forget forgotten about and no i'm not talking about the drummer because the drummer does get i think it gets more credit than the bassist though we don't let the drummer write lyrics Besides Neil Peart, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that later. So, basis. Give me uh, your basis. So, we have at uh, my top spot, but not top necessarily favorite, uh, Fleet. I absolutely adore Fleet. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of my favorite bands. I think that that man just makes just a beautiful sound. And honestly, I think he is, the just the name speaks for himself, Fleet. <laughs> cartoon character he's like a made yeah. up person but he's he, real exactly and it's awesome like and the man's like on my list <laughs> yeah he's just this crazy character man that is just amazing at playing the bass and, and then th- <clears throat> keep going i'm sorry no no no. go ahead you go i was gonna you say like i feel like when it's flea like when you say like somebody name a bassist like out of nowhere if somebody puts you on the spot I feel like nine out of ten times some you're gonna say flea like he's the first yeah bassist that comes into your mind Absolutely, he's because he's just that great. You don't know a lot of bassists. Bassists like are the poor, forgotten guys. Yeah, but they keep and, they help keep rhythm on top of the yeah. drums, dude. Oh, and absolutely. And I, you can't go wrong with an awesome bass line, a funky bass line. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of like 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 a bowl of pasta, or <laughs> not not a bowl, but like a boiling pot of pasta, and you have to put a little salt into the water. The water boils. But with a little salt a in it, it flavor. boils faster and it yeah. boils better. So it, in this analogy, the drums are the boiling water while the salt is the base because it enhances the whole the whole uh, experience. Now, if you've ever had pasta without salt in the water, you can tell the difference between with and without. It's disgusting. It's bland. It's <laughs> going to be bland and disgusting. Yeah. So if you take out the base, you're you're going to notice something's different. You're going to – because you, when you normally listen to a song and – if it's like an average rock song or whatever the song may be, you normally don't notice the bass. But what you will notice is if you took the bass line out, then you would know. You'd be like, what's missing? Something's missing. Yeah, you'd be like, this feels wrong. wrong. Just like, yeah. And exactly. <laughs> it's like, Alrighty. Wow. So number two, we have Justin Chancellor. Also share that one as well. So it's <laughs> out perfectly. This man is an absolute just god on this thing. He takes a a bass guitar and just absolutely he takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, and with without him, just I don't know what it would be like in Tool. It's just like he's he's just such a key part of like Jambi. Think Jambi. Jambi and Schism. <laughs> exactly. Schism, that main riff exactly. In schism is not. You can't. Um, nobody else guitar, does that. It's bass. It's like he's he's like he's shredding like he's playing a guitar, like a regular electric guitar. 
but he's playing a bass, so it sounds even cooler. <laughs> and it's, it's just, just it's amazing. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I love Justin. You Chase had to so put much. him on there just because it really helps Tool and takes them over the top. Absolutely, that ba- it's just like crazy riffs. These bass riffs that I they're almost wow impossible it's it's like powerful it's very powerful yeah yeah and it's it's very hard to describe that's where you just like if you're a tool fan you know you know (laughs) you know know. it um and if not tools definitely not for everybody that's one of those bands that's definitely an acquired taste i feel like but oh absolutely that you love it's either you oh absolutely they're cult classic "Um, no thanks Mm mm-hmm but you would appreciate this dude's bass playing because it's just unbelievable. I mean, the time signature. I mean, that's Tool. Tool's got the weirdest time. Sh- they use math. They're the only band. That <laughs> they math. they incorporate math for God's sake. And believe it or not, math. I mean, math explains a lot of things. So <laughs> musically, yep. helps. That's why it sounds. <laughs> the reason it sounds good to some people is because it's why like, lateralis sounds so great. Yeah, the Fibonacci sequence. I mean, yep. imagine using that in a song. I, I, I don't even know. How do you sit down? And, and like, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Oh, definitely. When we get into drums, drums. more so. <laughs> yeah, drums is pretty much going to be... That's fun. That's going to yeah. be real fun getting into there. All right. As, uh, as so, next I have uh, Paul McCartney. Ah, Paulie. Friendly, happy Paul. I love that. <laughs> I think that uh, you can't really, I mean, who, what kind of argument against it can you make? I mean, he's a Beatles, that's, so. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's my total reasoning for putting him on this list is like, tell me why he shouldn't be. You can't. <laughs> so he has to be one of the greatest bases of all time. And then when you just listen to what he does, ah. Uh, and he was one of the earliest to do it. The, nobody was doing it when the Beatles were doing it. And then that's what made it so great. Yeah. I mean, every. I mean, you could pick apart each Beatle. I mean, maybe the argument is Ringo, but I still love Ringo, and I would defend Ringo till I die. <laughs> Poor Ringo. Yeah. Poor Ringo. But he's Ringo. Like, your name is Ringo. He changed his name to Ringo. I mean, it's a stage name, so that's awesome. But going back to Paul, um, who's not on my list, but I obviously respect that, and I wouldn't argue... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you having it on obviously i mean we got you can make 18 different lists and that's still not even enough but <laughs> um i mean paul i mean you're on the beatles man i mean dear prudence that's a perfect song where his bass line is awesome mm-hmm. and it helps and that care i feel like that really carries that song uh I, I, yeah you can't go wrong with a beetle you can never re- go wrong with a beetle uh, no Beatles are great. No matter yeah, what you I mean, say. They're the, the goats. I, <laughs> you can make that, and that can be another separate thing as well. I know we keep saying mm-hmm. that, but that's the beauty of music. Um, they've influenced everybody and anybody when it comes to music, and there's really no arguing that. So I'll go into my bases. So we already. Alrighty. We share Justin Chancellor of Tool and Flea of the Chili Peppers, and that's. So we, we went in those guys. So my guy yep. is Tim Comerford of Rage and Audio Slave. Oh, okay, very nice. 
I feel like he's also a very integral part to those bands, especially Rage, because Rage has that hip hoppy funk vibe that's a huge part of their sound on top of the rock and metal side. Um, but the to go along with the lyrics, because it's very hip hoppy and rappy. So you need a good bass. You need a good bass line because that's huge when it comes when it's that style of music, when it's hip hop, rap, whatever it may be on that side of the spectrum of music is bass is key. You always talk about you gotta have bass. Subwoofer, and you don't need anything else. You just need the bass. And (laughs) his like in calm like a bomb. Timmy's uh, bass line is unbelievable. Like I can't do it adjusting. Probably just butchered the hell out of it, but oh yeah, but that's all right. And that song, and you're gonna know why immediately. And he's a integral part to that band. Not that anyone else isn't of any of these bands, but I feel like since we mentioned before, bassists they don't get a lot of love. They need to get Correct. more love because you would be upset if everybody took the bass line out of every song because it wouldn't sound Correct. the same. It'd be weird, rhythmless. Tasteless plastic. The rhythm, man. It's the beauty of the rhythm section, bass and drums. Damn right. And speaking of the drums, which is my personal favorite, because I did yes. uh, learn a little bit of the drums. I should definitely get back into it. That's something I regret. So, but hey, there's still plenty of time left, and uh, I can always get back into it. But enough about my sadness. Um, <laughs> Drummers, give me your drummers, buddy. And I'm sure Alrighty. we definitely share two. I yeah. can say that now. Spoiler alert. I'm sure we share two. Mm-hmm. All right. First on my drummers list, I have Carter Beaufort of the Dave Matthews Band, of course. So um, really, there's no there's no need to make a case because you just have to listen to it. And then the case is made for itself. <laughs> the man plays like oh, 400 different, uh, different symbols, different... Uh, uh, drums, just all sorts of different basses. Doesn't he have like two kick basses? Yeah, it's he's just... got a ridiculous drum set. It's, it's almost um, like he has to take parts. a piece off and then get inside of it and put it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just all, and that's when you. I feel like that's when you know the drummer is really good, at least very technically sound and a train. A, I wouldn't say train drummer, but they can read and write music, and that's definitely what. I mean, he started mm-hmm. as a jazz drummer, and jazz drumming is, is phenomenal. That, that is real. Rich, that's real drumming. Go on. That's real drumming. Oh, yeah. That's hardcore drumming. That's, a lot of times that's like really intricate, fancy drumming. And improv, uh, uh, mostly improv, mm-hmm. but it's like improv with where you know all the rudiments and you know each. It, you just know everything. I, I, it's hard it's to all from the soul. Yeah, exactly. And Carter is just—he's probably my favorite drummer. I mean, he's just—and that smile, his that beautiful—he's like Santa Claus, <laughs> like behind the, <laughs> the set. It's just like you—I just want to give him a hug. Mm-hmm. But he's a badass. He's a—he's killer, and he's—and he has this open hand technique where where it's instead of having—if you're a righty drummer, you'd have your right hand over your left and your right hand would be using the hi-hat and um, the left hand would be using the snare as like the beginner part of it for those who don't know drumming. But he opens it up where it's, he has the left hand already on the hi-hat, which is on his left side and his right hand on the snare and the rest of the kit, of course, obviously he's not just playing those. So he has access. It's easier access 
to the rest of the kit, and then he just goes ham, and it's <laughs> phenomenal. So next we have Neil Pert, and I think that uh, Neil Pert doesn't really need much of much much to say about no. him. I mean, he's he's Neil Pert of Rush. Everybody knows him. He's just the greatest drummer of all time, and it's like that skit in uh, Family Guy. <laughs> oh, with uh, uh, Chester Cheetah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts a, a line of Cheetos and goes and uh, says that Neil Perch's the greatest drummer of all time. As well, Tom Sawyer's playing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's fantastic and it's phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I mean, think it's... I think that he's just a phenomenal drummer. And if you listen to any of the Rush albums. You can see that it's just top to bottom. The drums stand out all the time. Yeah, and his drum set is unbelievable. It takes even Carter's to another level. It's like it mm-hmm. surrounds him from head to toe, 360 degrees. Um, and it's like, how does he compose? And he would compose the music a lot for, and write. He would write pretty much all the songs for Rush as well, lyrics wise. But imagine composing these crazy long progressive rock songs that are fantastic but for a drum set like that there's like 80 different i don't know the exact number i'm just spewing nonsense (laughs) so many different toms snares bass 40 billion different symbols it's like how do you freaking compose something for all of that and make it sound good well neil perk can and that's why he's the professor correct (laughs) And that's it's, you're right. It just speaks for himself, and we can't really do a justice of talking about how great he is. And I'm, everybody else kind of knows <laughs> how awesome Neil Peart is. Absolutely. And next we have Danny Carey of Tool because well, you know it's Danny. Funny? We share the same list. I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh really? The same exact list. So I won't even get into mine because we just kind of did. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All righty. So uh, we have then. Uh, oh, hold on. Danny Carey. All right, so Danny Carey. The man is just a wizard with drums. And that's why Tool is like almost like a super group, because their members are all just like, like so technically savvy with their drumming. Like, for example, Lateralis on, on uh, Tool. On Tool. <laughs> the song Lateralis on yes, the album. on Lateralis. Lateralis. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I said Tool. But uh, <laughs> Lateralis on Lateralis is played with the time signature in the Fibonacci sequence, according to in the drums. The drum sequencing is in the Fibonacci sequence. There we go. Splice that. But um, like who, who can do song, that? By the way. Yeah, a, a nine-minute song, and he is playing the Fibonacci sequence in the song. I, I, like, I mean, like, how do you? I can't how how do you fathom? I don't. I don't know how to. Fathom. Where did you think of that in the first place? And how do you? And I was going to sound good? good with the music. Uh, yeah, and then having everybody else in their part also be in the Fibonacci. Scene. Like that's. I mean, yes, it does start with the drums. Like you gotta have. Like, actually, maybe it's easier. Well, they probably. Well, you know what they probably did? They probably did his part first, so then it was easier for everybody else to make their part and that's usually absolutely what they do anyway I think. yeah because maynard goes goes last yeah he hears everything put together and it's just like uh i know that um so uh, the, the bassist and guitarist work together which makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense like justin goes over to what's his name's adam, house adam and they just Jones. like yeah adam and they just shred a little bit yeah 
And I think, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Danny Carey just like goes ham, yeah, and he's just like, just "All right, here you go." Do his thing, and it's the drums, man. I mean, gotta love the drummers. Big dude, long flowing hair, and just like Neil Peart used to have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the, oh my god, the the technicality of the sound. It, it's just like you can go from like a calm setting to where it's still good and it's nice and melodic to just like all over the place and all the toms are being banged the hell out of but it sounds crisp and clean at the same time it's like how is this even possible dude you're <laughs> this good it just sounds like like to the naked ear sometimes it's like they're just mashing cymbals but then just like but when you really in, focus in on just it, like a second on? later exactly just like a second into it it's just like Oh, all that crashing and and crescendo There's a science just, to it. is like beauty. Yeah. Like, oh, that oh. does sound great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Smashing, and it just yeah. like you turned mashing all of these instruments like almost at once into like a beautiful sound. Yeah, and it's and it's truly remarkable. I mean, it's hard to really explain it without just somebody listening to it. And I'm sure all the tool fans out there are like, yes, amen. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Because I'd lo- that's a band I'd love to see live. It's kind of an issue, given the circumstances now. And, yeah, unfortunately. And they're, they're very expensive tickets. But they, they don't tour often, so I understand. And I will sell my kidney. Exactly. It's, I will, it's, China, here we come. Who wants a kidney? <laughs> regardless, it's worth. There's some, like Live music is worth. Uh, and these dr- It's like what I always talk about, especially when it comes to Carter, too. Go back on him. Uh, like yeah, if everybody who's seen Rick and Morty, the "Show Us What You Got" episode, where those giant heads come and they force Earth to create a song, because it's like a, it's like a reality game show where everybody has to like talent show, come up with something. But enough of that. I would like if that ever happened, I would like all right, give put Carter Beaufort or like all any of these guys out there, be like all right, have them go, and I think we're gonna be fine. I think the aliens will be like, oh, these <laughs> aliens guys, be like, all right, all right, you guys are clear. We are not gonna destroy your planet. <laughs> all right, so that was uh, those were my three. That also ended up being your three. Yeah, so there we go. That <laughs> covers that right then and there. And uh, now we can shift to our uh, honorable mentions. So we're going to start right. back up in the same order of the vocalist, guitarist, bassist, drummers. So, um, no, and you go first, because yeah, I went first on the other ones. All right, so whew, this is tough. I, mean, I mentioned earlier that I had Chester and Maynard James Keenan on my honorable mentions, pretty much agreeing with what you said. I mean, the range mm-hmm. on these guys, both uniquely different, obviously. I'm not going to compare them. I'm just using them both now because... We mentioned them earlier. Um, just unbelievable. I mean, it's like Maynard's like another instrument to tool, which is just an unbelievable band with all this amazing, unique sound, and he really helps put them over the top. Uh, Absolutely. Sound, and it changes from album to album, like you said before. And then Chester, awesome songwriter. Same with Maynard, obviously. I mean, everybody, all these guys. But Chester, great lyricist. And his range is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like you could really feel his pain. Yeah, you he could really He was really good at, con- at conveying that. He, I, he's like the modern, more modern-ish Lane Staley. They're kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. The Their story, almost. Um, And and a lot of their lyrics are very similar. They're, they're both kind of talk about the, the being an addict and being a victim mm-hmm. to your to your addiction 
and then on top of the other mental health issues that go on and it's uh, it's a lot of very sad somber songs but it's just it resonates with a lot of people and and uh, well, like anything when it's a sad song movie show whatever usually they tend to be really good like that's why all the academy yeah. award movies not all of them but most of them are like it's not like I hate to bring this one up, but 12 Years a Slave, which was a phenomenal movie, an awesome movie, but also terrible and made me feel awful. Um, <laughs> but it won Academy Award because it was really good, but it happened to be on a horrible, terrible um, time, a part of our nation's history. history that That's a whole other conversation that we're mm-hmm. not going to get into. Funk. We're going to keep it as non-political and historical historical on that front as possible we'll keep it music gen um generally but uh but yeah and then all right i'll go back to these other these other guys on my list before i take a full-on <laughs> got my buddy tom york from radiohead who okay honestly right. half the Very time nice. i never understand what he's saying but i know his voice ah. is beautiful um like the song the national anthem i it took me years to figure out what he was saying uh, so and it was funny. like, everyone, everyone around, yeah. And it's like, I, I had no idea what he was saying the entire time until like, last year. But it's awesome. And he's also got crazy <laughs> range. And it's like, it's like he, he doesn't really enunciate his, uh, his words, words sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. It adds to the instrument of his voice. Exactly. Um, and Radiohead's just another one of those just like ridiculous bands that's just killer and everything. And I think he really puts them apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got to go to my guy Jeff Buckley. The late Jeff. Late Jeff Buckley. Jeffy, Jeff, Jeffy. Who I think if, sadly, if he didn't die young, along with a lot of other guys, I think he'd be regarded as one of the greatest of all time. And I think you could still argue that now based on his short career. I mean, this album Grace is one of my favorite. And his vo- he was like, for a white dude, he's so full as all hell. And I'm like, where does this come from, dude? I'm jealous. Right. Um, But he's got a killer voice, and his range is unbelievable. And he can belt. And I just, just recommend listening to the album Grace, and you'll know. And my last guy, Serge Tankian from System of a Down. I mean, the dude is awesome. He can yell and scream, but he's got a. I feel like he could do an opera at the same time. That's how. Absolutely, awesome and you would be en- enthralled is. with it because he would be so good at it. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. So those are mine. I want to keep rambling. Give give me yours. Okay. Uh, how many did you list? I did, I added five because I. This is where I. Was okay. so bored that one. I day. only had three, but I can get. I could totally get more. Yeah, of course. All right. So I think for low vocalists, on my uh, my first honorable mention is taking a little shift here. Uh, okay. Whitney Houston. Oh. Uh, yes. Well, yes, you can. I'm not gonna argue that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm. A, I. I honestly think that her voice is one of the greatest voices that's ever been grace to this earth it is an honor strategy that she's no longer here because that woman had such a good she voice she had a set of pipes oh my god but um so next i have robert plant i mean you just can't just yeah, led zeppelin I mean, is led one. Zeppelin it's just is such like... a good band and i love led zeppelin i think that 
that that guy who told them that they were going to fail and ended up giving them their name, uh, he's an idiot. You, you, how terrible are you going to feel now, dude? I mean, Led Zeppelin's like considered one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And I'm yeah, there was that survey where they uh, they they asked everyone like like who's the greatest in their individual uh, position of band. Like drummer, who's the best drummer? Who's the best you guitarist? Can put who's the all best? Four of those guys at the top. All four of them were they. They did. They were voted the ones. <laughs> <laughs> they the voting ended up being Led Zeppelin. Yeah, was it Rolling Stones? I mean, I know Rolling Stone did the yes, top. Yes, yes, it was vocal. They did pretty much what we did, and I think number one at each was Robert Plant. Um, I don't know if John Paul Jones was the number one bassist, but I'm sure he was top ten. John Bonham was number one in drumming, and Jimmy Page. I don't know. I don't think Jimmy Page was number one. But that might have been H- Hendrix, but I think Jimmy mm-hmm. Hen- uh, Jimmy Page was top five, and you can't not put him in top five. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next we have Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah, I mean, he, unbelievable! What a the probably I would argue the best performer of all time. Oh, absolutely! I wish I lived in that time because I would have loved to have been to one of those like two hundred thousand seat shows. Oh, like, that must have been a legend. <laughs> not two thousand, but however many there is, there's just like I think it was like eighty thousand people or something they'll play in it's front like a of football game. It's like the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, exactly. It's incredible. I would have loved to have been at one of his performances. Yeah, it's otherworldly. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And then next we have David Bowie. Oh, interesting. Yes. Very yes. interesting. I, I like it, though. I love David. David Bowie. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of grew up listening to, like, his sound. I didn't know who he was for the longest time. Wow, I had no idea who he was for the longest time. I just so knew because my uncle used to play him constantly. Like, my uncle was a huge David Bowie fan, and I was always over his house, and he was constantly playing him just, like, throughout the house. And I was just like, I don't know who this is, but this is wonderful. And, and what a great man, too, and an interesting Oh, man. absolutely. I mean, he absolutely. helped a lot, especially with the LGBT rights. Like, he helped as a main person in the mainstream and a popular figure in the world. Like, that helps, mm-hmm. especially with that, because that's a very sensitive thing subject and topic and just for people in general because unfortunately we're still there's still a lot of backwards thinking people in yeah. this world but david bowie helps along with that and his music definitely transcended that just more than just oh this is a good sound like this is like it's david bowie like it's ziggy stardust like this is not <laughs> yeah like, he's like we he's dead here on earth but i think he's out he's up where in the cosmos chilling. oh yeah he's He's having some with fun, silver surfer, up so. and alone, up there. Oh yeah, not alone, not alone. No, he's probably with a bunch of these guys. Oh yeah, oh, I hope, yeah. I really hope so. But uh, my next two, unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, but they overlap with yours, of Eddie Vedder and uh, Chris. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't remember Chris's name, but yes, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. The two of them are just phenomenal voices, and I think that just like their that little uh, hunger strike duet that they have uh, is just like one of the greatest musical pieces of all time. Of, I yes, it's like if I had to pick a song, like favorite song, somebody like put a gun to my head, and normally I wouldn't be able to really answer that because that's 
a stupid question and an impossible question mm-hmm. to answer. But if I had to, I would just throw that one out there because yep. how can you – you can't get better a better duet at, for grunge fans, of course, than Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. It's beautiful. It's it's harmony at its finest of growling, and it's <laughs> – I love it. I remember, like, it took me the longest time to figure out who Temple the Dog was. And then it, I was like, why do these guys sound exactly like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam? And then one day I read up, and I was like – Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that song is just, it's, uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> just besides that, you love it. Yeah. He's got those beautiful, those two beautiful men belting. Oh. I can go, we can go have a whole episode on just that song, honestly. But. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so let's shift on over to, uh, what do we got? Spongebob reference there for anybody who knows. Uh, guitarist, duh, wow, I'm just brain fart all day. All right, Dev. You can give it off. All right, so this is where it's going to get little, uh, intro. oh, wow, I forgot I put these guys on my list. Yikes. Mm. All right, Tim Reynolds. So those of you who don't know Tim Reynolds, he is with the Dave Matthews Band. But usually, before that, he has his own solo stuff, and he's a mainly an acoustic, excuse me, wow, acoustic guitar playing. And this dude, let me tell you, this dude could shred. Seen him live a few times, and I know you you have as well, but this guy, mm-hmm. I, Oh my God! He can make absolutely sounds, phenomenal sounds you didn't think were possible. He's the Jimi Hendrix of the acoustic guitar. I yes, perfect. This is a perfect example. I mean, the dude is nuts. He can make unbelievable sounds you didn't know existed, and he's doing it with a guitar. And that would be the last thing you would think the sound is coming from. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like oh, that's coming from like this synthesizer over here it's like yeah. nope this but, is just this wooden guitar i'm holding that this guy is just just his fingers probably can move at like a speed faster than i don't know light <laughs> obviously not but just if you can get a chance to see this guy live or just look him up please do because he you will not be disappointed then you got Gary Clark Jr., one of the more modern guys here. Very soulful blues guitar, southern blues rock, and he's awesome. He's got he's almost he's got his own sound too that I think more and more people will um um like now. And uh he's definitely got his own unique sound. And uh, I'm glad he's one of he's a younger guy and he's uh keeping rock and roll going and I love it. Uh, Dave. So we got Dave Matthews. I put him on here, which is some people are gonna be like, "What? He just he's kind of just like the front man. Doesn't really do much here and there." Mm. And you're wrong. You're uh, very wrong. Wrong in general. Because he's got a very unique, distinct style of playing. He's not gonna shred, and he's not gonna really get into a big solo. And he'll be the first one to tell you that. But I like his style. It's a different. It's like he's the only one like him. Not like that. The any anyone else isn't like themselves. But like, I feel like he's especially unique in his guitar playing, and it gets overlooked. So that's why I wanted to bring him up. That's very nice. 
Uh, and then Adam Jones. I mean, yeah, you're going to see a lot of the overlaps of bands mm-hmm. here. So Tool, I mean, he's just unbelievable. And their latest album, Fear Inoculum, the song Tempest. Oh, he just Jones. got uh, a time to just play. Yeah, just shred. A little playground of a song. Unbelievable. It's, I, and he's also like a special effects artist too, I believe. So this man's just like a super talented dude in many facets of life. And my mm-hmm. last honorable mention there is Warren Haynes. Um, you're going to know of from Government Mule and oh, okay. um, Very nice. Almond Brothers band. Which, if you're gonna go southern rock guitar playing, yeah, is, yeah, that's their, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's what they're known for is this, the bluesy, just long melodic, just jamming, and it's awesome. And he's the perfect dude. And he's also played live with a bunch. And he's another one of those live guys. I mean, you know all the brothers band. He plays with Dave, uh, plenty of times, and it's just it's awesome. All right, that's all right. that's mine there. Up to you. It's a pretty good list. I have a lot of. I think I have a few overlaps. First, starting off with, with Adam Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we both had him here. Uh, you already touched on him, so I'll just move on. BB King. Oh. I think BB. Yes, I think BB King is God. one of my favorite because He's a when guy. I was younger, my mom used to play a ton of BB King for us. My mom loves jazz, so you should just play a That's ton of jazz guy, yeah. and like. Just like old school R and B, and just like really nice, just like blues. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. And BB King was always at the forefront of it, and just his guitar is just so good. His guitar playing is just awesome. He's a master. He's yep. he's just one of those guys, and he's one of those goats too. Like you, for, I I can't believe I forgot. I mean, he's he's up there he's like you can make a mount rushmore of guitarists and you're gonna put bb king on there uh, absolutely uh next we have carlos santana <laughs> i love carlos santana he's just such a fun guitarist to listen to so it's just is he yeah he i recognize that he's not the greatest and that's why he's on my honorable mentions but carlos santana to me is is phenomenal in what he does playing the the guitar. Oh yeah, uh, I, he's another one. I can't believe I forgot him as well. I mean, I mean, like we said, we can keep making these lists, and then it turns out we just listed everybody. Which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, we That's just a made a thing. list of everyone who's ever played an instrument. Yeah, <laughs> which is not a bad thing at all. I mean, there's it's great that there's so many of these greats out here that, that mm-hmm. you can't go wrong. They're all different and unique in their own way. And Santana is a perfect example. He's got his own. He's got that. Um, is he is he Mexican or he's has Mexican? I think he's probably American, but he's. He well, I'm honestly not sure. Mex- I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to. Yes, he is a Mexican. It. Okay, he is Mexican. So he's, he's got uh, that Amer- Me- American Mexican. Yeah, and he's added that to that bluesy rock guitar playing, but with a Mexican twist, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. he's been around forever. Like people forget, or I don't know if people forget. I mean, I'm sure people who were alive during this time and know more of it of Woodstock. I mean, he was at Woodstock, <laughs> which is yeah. just a legends lineup. Whoever's there, you're automatically a legend. <laughs> um, and I always say, if there was ever a time machine and we can go back in time, I, that's the first go to place I'm going is Woodstock. That's stop number one. Yep. Um, and he was there. And, uh, next we have Prince. Oh, so I really, yes, I really enjoy Prince. 
I I kind of feel that his music is is like a different type of bass or not bass, a different type of guitar playing. It's very like like poppy. Yeah. Like I like it's my favorite type of poppy Sad, guitar playing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge pop fan, but like his pop was like it was the rock pop. It was that he made it work. That kind of and it wasn't yeah, it was exactly. more than just pop too. Like it was like a yeah. very experimental pop, if that's even yes. possible. Yes. It yes. was like he was able to get a mainstream sound but not make it sound mainstream. Like everything else. Yeah. Like if that like it's just everything like, is like, totally is unique. Like, like this is like everybody likes it for the most part. Which is normally pop. That's why it's popular music. But it was like everybody likes like all over the spectrum people were liking this this guy mm-hmm. and have this different sound and and we know what prince is i mean his influence is unparalleled i mean sadly when he died a few years ago it was like a big thing it was a huge thing and rightfully so because these guys are legends absolute legends and and like the famous quote from sandlot i mean i know it's baseball but that goes for any um uh, what's the discipline? Um, is heroes get remembered, but um, legends never die, and I think that yeah. really resonates. And I love that quote so much. <laughs> uh, and I think that goes with all whether you're talking about Babe Ruth or Prince. Like these guys are legends. You, they will always and forever be talked about among culture. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's who Prince is. Yep. And it's Prince. Uh, it's his name. One name. You know him by yeah, right? name, Prince. Prince. That's it. Like, that's when you know yep. you've exceeded everything, is that you just, you're known by, like, oh, oh a, a single name. name. Yeah. <laughs> and then, last, I have Pete Townsend. Oh, nice. Yes. Cool. My dad loves The Who, so I grew up on a lot of listening to The Who. And, I mean, I, the man speaks for himself. It really the windmill, there's nothing. The, he, that that whole move, the guitar, the famous guitar, yeah, the windmill, yeah. It's like he's right. That's the Who is like one of those bands where it's like you want to epitomize rock and roll. The Who, yep, right there. That's it. That's like what it's about. More than just the sound, like their whole vibe was just like that's rock. That's just what this means. That's rock. <laughs> that's rock. So uh, yeah, that's my list. Nice. That's a good see, and this and it really opens your eyes on like how many guys you could just add to all these lists, and that's really it's not fair to make any of these lists. And it's mm-hmm. all this is is just our opinion. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, it's not like this is the definitive number one, and that's it, because there is no number one. That's not possible. <laughs> it's just impossible. Because it's all opinion. It's people's taste. So there we go. So let's move to bass. Basis or honorable mentions of basis. So I, I right. put my boy another overlap here um, with Pearl Jam, Jeff Ament, who's just awesome and a cool dude, a very good dude. Um, and what I realized, what I it took me a while to realize the song Jeremy, which everybody should know if you know Pearl Jam, awesome song, one of my favorite songs by them. But that main riff, that's the bass. And I didn't know that. I was like, whoa, my God. It was like it blew my mind that it was the bass riff. I thought it was just guitar playing because they have two. They have Mike McCready and Stone Gossard who are both really good, especially Mike McCready, mm-hmm. who I could have also put on honorable mentions or on my top three anyway. <laughs> um, 
but Jeff Ament is he helps really carry that song besides Eddie's vocals, but that's a whole I mean that's Pearl Jam, so. Uh Les Claypool. I feel like you can't really make a Oh nice. I Claypool because uh, he's yep. like the he's guy, on mine as well. And he's so unique and such a weirdo, but I love it. I mean Such Primus, a good type of weirdo. Oh yeah. And it's and he's like a dude that he's got his own he's had so many solo projects and other bands. Um, that he's like he makes the bass the main like the lead like it's not a guitar it's like the guitar they like flip spaces um, flip spots and it works because the dude can shred on the bass and it's so weird and hard to explain <sighs> but it's awesome and mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, people like Les Claypool exist because he's just he doesn't really take himself too serious sometimes and even when he does it's still awesome like he's just a good dude and a re- very odd man and we need people like less um and I, more and, of that yeah and i got paul mccartney on there i oh, mean that speaks go. for itself beetle go yep. not really gonna we already touched upon him uh chris novoselic from nirvana i feel like you forget about oh, him okay there you go you there you go kurt cobain well, we're not gonna argue about him at all that's kurt one of our legends um and dave grohl who's the nicest man ever who will ever live <laughs> especially in rock that's what he's known for but yeah chris he's got just a good sound a good punk he really drives home that punky grunge sound for bass and bass is huge in everything like we said before and then our other guy in the more overlap uh stefan lassard from dave Yep. <laughs> just listen to the song Crush and I'll let that speak for itself and that's it. And the song American Baby. Both of those songs, perfect Stefan showcases, especially Crush. And I'll leave it at that. Alrighty. So my number one honorable mention is John Paul Jones. I mean, obviously. Not uh, he wasn't on my with the naval, the US the father of the US Navy. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but um yes. So he's he's first on my list of honorable mentions because uh I didn't get him onto my list, but he's he's like notorious for being underrated, so I think it's kind of fitting that he didn't make the top list. True. I like it. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's it. So right, I gotta so we're say. gonna splice her up a bit. I don't have a ton. Because you you already took uh, less Claypool from me. Nah, sorry. I didn't have a ton of uh, bases to begin with. Uh oh. Yeah, that was tough. It, it it took me some time to figure out this, um, especially the honorable mentions. I was like, because of course I got a number. I was like, all right, I got five for the honorable mention, which is definitely excess. Um, but then I was like, all right, I gotta think of these guys. Not that it was like, it was kind of pick and choosing which guy I wanted to, to have on there to mention. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what should I do here? Let's see. I mean, don't feel compelled to add five guys. I mean, it's fine. That's the beauty of honorable mentions. It's just whoever else you can add. Uh, well, definitely Brad Delson of Lincoln Park. I I think that he's kind of heavily underrated. I but would agree. Obviously, that I have a very big passion for Lincoln Park, so I have my rose tinted. Uh, goggles on for that but um i do firmly believe that that he is one of my favorite not only my one of my favorite bassists, but he's one of the best bassists that i've ever heard 
and I think you make a good point because this, um, I'm sure if you ask the average person, they're not going to have any idea who he is, who Brad is, or mm-hmm. what his name is. You're not going to be like, all right, name the Lincoln Park uh, basis. You're only probably most people are just going to name Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennington, and that's it. You're not even going to mention the drummer, guitarist, anybody else. Maybe Mr. Han. Maybe Mr. Han. Yeah, Mr. Han because Mr. Han. <laughs> kind of name speaks for itself. Uh, I don't know, man. Right, sorry. Well, that was three. Yeah, no, we can shift the drummer right. now. You don't have to. I don't need to force you to get any more. All right, let's see here. Here, you go first, the drummers. All right, well, I got Ringo. I had to put Ringo on there. Just yeah, I got Ringo, too. Because it's Ringo. It's just it's more so not... I mean, his drumming, you can say whatever you want about it, but it's still good. I mean, his drumming in Here Comes the Sun is pivotal. I mean, it's nothing too technically crazy. It's But that's the thing about Ringo. It's He needed to be what he was because he was surrounded by those other guys who would, could write songs like it was nothing. And write, like hit after hit after hit after hit, and it goes on. Like you can literally sit through Beatles songs and be like, "Wow, this one's really good and famous." And there's like seven thousand of them, and you're like, oh, "That's not even possible." <laughs> um, so that's so Ringo played the role perfectly. Just keep the time, add yep. in a little things here and there, and and it's Ringo. I mean, come on, he was the. Hey, he's Ringo Starr. Ringo, it's he's the yeah. he sings. I mean, he didn't write some of the any of the songs, but he sings "Yellow Submarine." Love that. Yep. With yep. a little help from my friends and one of my personal favorites, "Octopus's Garden," which is a great song. I'd like to be, and I love Ringo's voice. It's just because it's it's like he's a cartoon character, but he's real. He's another one of those guys, and you just love it. Mm-hmm. What a man. And then I had to put my guy Dave Grohl on because. I can't stress enough. I mean, one of my favorite bands is Foo Fighters and also Nirvana. I mean, Dave I, I also just, have Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl is just the man. He's just awesome. His drumming is all. It's nothing too flashy or anything. I love how he's how he pretty much taught himself to play the drums was just listening to Rush records, and that was it. Oh, interesting. I didn't awesome. know that. Yeah, awesome. And then he started out in a punk band. And he was really the punk. Yep. origins of him and that's you could see it when he plays and they love when he plays because he's like the core he's like the everybody's inner drummer is dave grohl because you just want to bang the hell out of him but it sounds good and you don't even care what other people think you're just there to jam and that is it and he's like he just fits the essence of like a classic rock drummer and it's awesome uh and then i also got trey cool from Green Day, which is one of my early first loves of music, especially American Idiot. That whole album is one of my top albums. Top to bottom, it's ridiculous. And I just love his style. He has a lot of tom beats. Instead of using the hi-hat or cymbals a lot for beats, instead of it was more of the tom. not going to make a tom sound as it can. Yeah, yeah. He used a different style of drumming, and he really made it... His own, and it's that punk vibe again, which is mm. always awesome. Stuart Copeland of the Police, oh, okay. who's okay. got that reggae influence in there and punk influence and just good old classic rock. I mean, the Police are great. Too bad they all hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> at least they yeah. made a lot of good music <laughs> despite hating each other. But, you know, that's that's the thing with bands. It's not always going to work out. I mean, look at the Beatles. They only really lasted 
barely 10 years and they are the Beatles. <laughs> and the last guy put John Bonham just because Led Zeppelin and John Bonham. I'm not really going to explain anything else. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had such a similar list to you. The only differences that I had, uh, I had Phil Collins on mine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you can't go I mean, wrong with Phil. Yeah. I just, I love Phil Collins. Just simple as that. And I think he speaks for himself, too. Yeah, there's really not much else to say. I mean, a lot of these guys, it's hard. We don't really do it justice. Nope. I wish we could play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I wish, I mean, you can only, if I could add like a fraction of the talent, any of the people we've talked about. I would be completely satisfied because the absolutely satisfied. Are unbelievable. They're they're legends among us, and it's awesome. Well, I hope. I mean, that should definitely give everybody kind of like a vibe, or at least a general idea of where our musical base, tastes um, lie. Exactly, but that's not just it. We 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 spread out. Not at far. all. Not yeah. at all. We have a very wide eclectic range. Yeah, it just happens to be that we love this one particularly more yeah and a lot of it as you probably know it's a lot of our uh musical tastes stem from the 90s which is pretty funny um and that can be another debate as well well not really absolutely but um discussion yeah so i hope everybody enjoyed that and uh let us know uh what your top three at each of those are yeah Um, we'd love a discussion definitely um i'll have to find out the uh, details of how you can let us know but uh, this is the early stages ah. of the barrel of funk and keep an Day eye one. out on social medias <laughs> of the world and thanks for listening for Devin for Skelly see you next time this was Ned Schneebly Ned Schneebly